As we approach the trade deadline, teams have to figure out if they're going to be buyers or sellers. And today we are going to talk about all the hypotheticals when it comes to the current standings in both conferences and what the realistic outcomes are more than likely going to be here on Locked on Flames. Your Locked on Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Flames. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is the official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. I think that this is an interesting picture to look at because right now the Flames are currently out of a playoff spot. They are not in the wild card. uh, They don't have a spot in the wild card race. And I think for the Flames, in, in order for the Flames to earn that spot they're gonna have to play a lot harder and we're gonna talk about that obviously as the uh season continues but I really want to talk more about uh the current playoff what it would look like if the playoffs started today and I think that we we really need to talk about this because some of my predictions to start the season were are wrong they are so very wrong And uh, first, let's talk about the Dallas and Colorado series that would be happening tomorrow night at 8 p.m. on ESPN if uh, the playoffs started tomorrow. But I think that Colorado is only in a wild card spot because they have been so injured. They have been just absolutely decimated with injuries and their roster has not looked anything like it did back in June when they won the Stanley Cup, Uh, not only because of trades and free agency, but because their captain has been injured pretty much the entire season. So right now, uh, Miko Rantanen leads the team with 61 points, and McKinnon is right behind him with 55. And then, of course, you have the Calgary native, Kale McCarr, with 45. I think that the Avalanche are a very tough team to compete against and uh, to beat, really. And I think that they've kind of been... harboring and hibernating almost in a way where they are kind of saving all of that energy for this second half. I mean, they're still doing a good job. They haven't slipped too far behind. I mean, we all know what like Stanley Cup hangovers look like. And I think that it's that on top of the injuries. But I think once they get Landeskog back, it's going to look a heck of a lot different. And I think that it's going to be absolutely even like even more challenging for anyone to beat this team and I'll be interested to see if they can poke back up into a standard playoff position versus a wild card spot and I do have to eat my words because I said that Dallas was going to regress this season I really thought that after their playoff run they would regress because that's just what we've seen in the past 
when it comes to the Dallas Stars. And, you know, history has uh, this way of repeating itself and especially with patterns. So, uh, no, right now Dallas are at the top of the Central Division and Jason Robertson has been nothing but fantastic this season. He has just been tearing it up down in Dallas and has been such a great player to watch in general, but for the league to see that young talent just coming out of uh, nowhere really and bursting onto the scene like that has been an absolute delight. And I think that it makes hockey more fun. And like we talk about all the time here, what can we do to get casuals to, you know, watch the game more? And of course I, I would have to argue that a young kid putting up uh, 67 points in a few months um, is that's, that's a way to get people watching, but this series uh, could be an interesting one, mainly because I think that the stars have much stronger, much stronger goaltending. I think that it's very obvious that uh, Ottinger is, you know, an elite goaltender in this league. I think that he is in the top five that we talk about a lot on this show in terms of where they are, uh, if you're lucky enough to have one of those top five goaltenders. And I think that Ottinger has kind of pushed himself up there. So I do think that goaltending would uh, hold strong for Dallas in that series if the rosters were what they are right now. But this this series, I think, gets me a little bit more. And this would be Vegas versus Edmonton. I, I think that this has the potential to be something super electric, super, super fun and electric, high offense, uh, good goaltending, or you're going to get something super boring where you hope that someone can buy a goal. But this is only because I think, uh, you know, obviously Logan Thompson is elite. He has been elite for the for uh, the Golden Knights. It's great to see Bruce Cassidy kind of come in and do what he's done f- with the team. And you have Mark Stone out again. And I think that this is just something so unfortunate for Mark Stone and Vegas in general, because that's your captain. That's one of your strongest voices, if not your strongest voice. And to have him out is just absolutely uh, devastating. And it still feels like Jack Eichel isn't where you want him to be. And I think that that's really going to obviously impact the team as a whole, but especially if you're going on a playoff run and you're looking for offense, I feel like Eichel has not performed at all anywhere close to what you're paying him for, right? Um, and then, of course, you are missing Robin Leonard due to injury as well. And I think, you know, with Edmonton, you have to worry about is this team going to be just McDavid or just, um, you know, yeah, McDavid. Is it just going to be McDavid? Because, you know, Kane is coming back from a pretty significant wrist injury. And I think the dry sidle, uh, it, he's obviously a good hockey player. Don't get me wrong. But I just, I, I'm very curious about uh, what a playoff series against Vegas looks like. I think that it almost does feel like you're going into this and you have to say, it's Connor McDavid's show again. And 
perplexed almost. I don't have anything disrespectful to say about um, Drysaddle. I don't think that any of this is his fault. I think that not not that he's playing poor hockey or anything, but I do think that he could use better wingers and the Oilers could be absolutely unstoppable. But that is just me, and I <laughs> I have been known to have a bad take or two in my life. So I do want to talk about the Eastern Conference coming up next here on Locked on Flames. But before we do that, I want to take a quick minute here to tell you about our new friends at FanDuel. We are so excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, and that is FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet, and you'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. I I will probably put money down on Travis Kelsey touchdowns or something. I, I don't know. I really want both teams to lose, but... <laughs> You can join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57, and that is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And thank you, everyone, for hanging out with me today on LockedOn Flames. I greatly appreciate it. I have been trying to decide um, what to talk about today because I think, you know, how much more can we talk about the Rangers game? And I still feel like it's too early to talk about the matchup against Detroit. And tomorrow Nick and I are back on the show talking about uh, more controversial takes that some people might not like, and that's okay. And I might have a controversial take here that, y'all might not like. So it would be Boston versus Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh obviously being the wild card team. And I think that the Penguins are kind of old and slow. They're aging. Um, I think they still have some magic in them. I think there's, you know, this is probably their last dance. And I mainly think that because they can't figure out their goaltending. Kristen Jari has a lot of different uh, health issues, injuries going on. And then Casey DeSmith is, is just not your guy. I don't think that he is set to be your backup goaltender um, consistently, especially through a playoff run. I don't think that would, that would be fair to him. Um, also, I don't like Casey DeSmith. Uh, he was involved in a domestic dispute while he was in college and just not good vibes from him. Um, and just not, not my cup of tea to sit here and defend him by any means. But I think one thing that Boston has on their side is the consistency in their offense. I think that that has been one of the biggest plus sides for this team. I came into the season thinking Boston would maybe make the playoffs and if they did it would be a first round exit but they look like a legitimate team this year and that's absolutely wild to me considering how little 
reconfiguring of the roster they did. So it's great to see what Jim Montgomery has done for them. And uh, I'm interested to see how Mike Smith or Mike Smith, <laughs> Mike Sullivan has uh, what he has in store for, you know, either the trade deadline or for the postseason. I think that's going to be super interesting. And then uh, this next series, this next series would be between Carolina and Washington. I'm going to be entirely honest with you. I have not watched much of either team this season, uh, mainly because I just really hate the Carolina Hurricanes and the Washington Capitals, I feel like, um, are a rather physical team and not like a Jacob Truba clean hit physical. I mean, I think that a lot of their hits are just completely unnecessary and possibly dirty and I I just feel like the caps are at the stage of where it's time to kind of deconstruct the team before you start looking like a Chicago Blackhawks but um with with this matchup I think it would be fun I think that it all comes down to obviously both sides being healthy. Both teams have struggled significantly w- in terms of health and staying healthy and avoiding injuries. Max Pacioretty, I believe, fully believe was rushed back in terms of his Achilles injury and then re-injured it so close to the end of a game and you know, it was just kind of bound to happen, I think, in that game. People are like, well, if he only skied it off, no. That that it was gonna rupture regardless. It doesn't just take like a freak accident sort of thing. But I don't know how their goaltending's going to hold up. I think that uh with Ronta is always dealing with something and same thing uh for Anderson and I don't know if Anderson has ever had a healthy playoff run I don't think he ever had one in Toronto and I think that um um Darcy Kemper has kind of he struggled last season last playoff with an injury and I'm actually looking it up right now because I cannot believe that I (laughs) I struggled so hard to remember his name that's so embarrassing But I think both of these teams have the potential to really uh, just compete with each other. And it could go seven games. Like, I don't see this game being one – or, sorry, this – I don't see this series being one where he is – either team is winning in less than six. I also just looked, and Darcy Kemper has a 915 save percentage. Um, That's phenomenal. I think he – was someone that I don't think ever fully established themselves as a starter. Maybe it's because they were in Arizona for so long. Maybe it's just because of the system they were in. Okay, he was only in Arizona in one, two, three. Okay, it was only four seasons. But I don't know why it felt like so much longer. But I think for me, this this series would have to be like – Carolina, I I don't think that Carolina is that team. I don't think they're legit. And I don't know if they buy into it. But I also think that Washington is just old and banged up. So I don't, but I also don't see either of these teams playing a series where it doesn't go six or seven games because of 
that grit and determination that every hockey team has and strives for, right? But I I just I think that that would be a fun series, but I also again, I do worry about uh goaltending because I think that the Hurricanes don't have a legitimate goaltender unless it's Coochie. And I don't know if you're going to play him through the playoffs in his first season. I think that would be um, a ridiculously high demand and expectation for him to meet. But at the same time, you have to do what you have to do if you want to win. And then with the Capitals, you just have to hope you're healthy and uh, one of your players doesn't like throw someone through the ice. I don't know. Just you just hope they live. But coming up next, we are going to talk about the realities of this matchup, these matchups, and what I think about the Calgary Flames making the playoffs right now, if they did. But they, they're they they're still hanging on for dear life here. But, of course, we will talk about that next. And I do want to tell you about our friends at Built dot com. Uh, if you're looking for a delicious treat that is low in calories and high in fiber, then you have to try a built bar. And I know that for me personally, keeping a built bar in my lunchbox at all times is what gets me through the day. Built is actually healthy and it's actually tasty. It has 17 grams of protein in it and a meal should have about 20. So you're getting a decent amount of protein here. And they come in amazing flavors like peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, and churro. I'm not sure how Built does it because they really do taste like a candy bar and they are very healthy for you. So if you are in uh, search for a new protein bar, definitely check out Built.com and get your hands on on some uh, Built bars. Or if you are local to Walmart or Sam's Club, Check those out as well because <laughs> they are now in store, which is so great to see and hear. So head on over to Built.com today to get the de- most delicious flavors of Built Bar. And, of course, thank you all for hanging out with me on Locked on Flames. As always, I am Jess Belmosto. But, you know, I think right now I, I wrote an article for Inside the Rink today that if there is a time for Markstrom to heat up and start giving this team some wins, helping this team, and kind of saving this team, it's now. I think the time for him to get hot is right now. He needs to start cooking. But at the same time, there are outside factors, like becoming a new father in a few short weeks, that could impact his ability to to sleep and... It could impact any level of his game. Like, these are real-life mitigating factors that people don't have control over, and I truly don't care. I would much rather him have a happy home life than win us a game. And that's why I think Dan Vladar is also just a star and going to shine if he has to step up for Markstrom. But, um... Realistically, do I want to see the Flames in the playoffs? Yes, of course. I think, you know, it just makes sense to want to see your team in the playoffs. Like, I'm not actively rooting against them. Um, And plus, that means a longer offseason for me in terms of content. But no, I'm just joking around with that. I really, really see this team sneaking into a wild card spot. 
Uh, right now they are tied with Edmonton, but Edmonton does have a better points percentage. So I, I also do see Colorado making it into like a normal playoff spot. Like they're going to jump into an actual contending team rather than hanging on by a thread like the rest of us here. I, I really do want to see Calgary in the playoffs. I think that it uh, it would be great for this group to experience another playoff run. Do I see them making it very far uh, at the at the, with the way they're playing now? No, I don't. I don't see them really. I think making it to the second round would be generous, depending on who their opponent would be. But one of the biggest things for me here is. What are you looking at at the trade deadline? I saw something uh, basically saying that it would be more shocking if the Flames don't go get Luke Shen, which, I mean, he's a big dude, extra defenseman, which really I think would help the Flames because you can't keep playing uh, Michael Stone, and that's not a knock to Michael Stone, but if you want to have a better chance at defending – you need to, you know, add someone who does have a little bit more experience and talent, and that's Shen. Um, I I don't want to see this team go out and overpay for a rental. I don't want to see them give up a first-round pick. I don't want to see them give up high-end prospects for a rental, especially someone that um, – costs too much. I think that any player that has a salary starting with a nine or double digits is just uh, should be out of the question and shouldn't even be on the table for the Flames. I think, you know, Timo Meyer would be way too expensive to get in my honest opinion. I was looking at TSN's trade bait list and I think that Tarasenko would be a good, you know, addition. But again, you're going to have to look at how what these teams want and, you know, who's calling. Because I really, like I said, I don't feel comfortable giving up a high-end talent for a rental, especially an older rental like a Tarasenko or a Patrick Kane or, I mean, you're not getting Eric Carlson. And the chances of getting Timo Meyer are just not very good. I don't really know if he – I don't know if he has a no – I don't think he has a no-movement clause, but I'm. he might have a list. And I really have a feeling that most players' uh, lists include Calgary or Canadian markets just because of the pay differential and just all that fun stuff. But I do see – a world where the Flames do end up buying at the deadline. I don't see them, you know, going out there and putting some names on the chopping block. I, I don't. I think that, you know, if the price is right, they they would get a, not a bigger name, but they would get, you know, someone who does move the needle. So, um, it's going to be an interesting next, I think, 28 days until the trade deadline. So we'll have to see how that goes. And, you know, you can follow us here at Locked on Flames for the latest and greatest news within the Calgary Flames organization. And as always, I'm Jess Belmosto, and you can follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. If the app ever decides to work again, and of course, you can 
I would say subscribe, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. But as I'm recording, YouTube is also down. So thank you. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts. And hopefully when YouTube comes back up, you'll subscribe there. Bye-bye.